1: everybody welcome to the Tuesday edition of locked on ACC there's no better place to get all of your ACC conference news and coverage than the locked on ACC podcast hosted by me and on Tuesdays I have my friend from locked on Blue Devils JJ Jackson in the building follow locked on Big 12 you can follow locked on ACC podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts JJ happy Tuesday how is your week going so far
0: been a good week candace second week back with you talking all things acc i'm excited for what we've got planned for today's show uh but things are going well in my world what about you
1: you know it's good, you know day to time, right? Just trying to figure out what's you know what ends up most days, but glad that we're moving away from the pandemic phase where you just didn't even know what day it was right, right? just trying to survive like every single twenty four hours. so no doubt
0: the schedules <laughs> way more it's it's got more things on it than it yes. did at this time a year ago. We can actually start to plan for things and um it's it's been exciting, so it's uh, a lot different than it was last year, but I'm excited that the uh, things are getting more normal.
1: No doubt. Now speaking of last year being crazy, we are going to talk about some teams. I said all week we're going to give you a little bit of action talked about on yesterday's show. We got the opportunity to talk to Georgia Tech and Pittsburgh and I gave my host you know something new, something fresh, something they've not not really got the chance to talk about much but 2020 season for Virginia Tech, 2021 predictions and then a little bit of everything in between. Maybe a free-for-all towards the end of today's show is what we're talking about here today and focusing mainly on football, right? So the Virginia Tech Hokies, they started out 2020 kind of crazy. They didn't know who was going to play every other day. It was definitely a wild game for them. Their 2020 season was not what they predicted. And I'm sure they thought they were going to have a lead quarterback heading in 2021 season, but that is not the case. Finishing up five and six overall and five and five in the conference, that's not the Virginia Tech that we know. I don't know about you, JJ, but when I think about Virginia Tech football, I think about the guys, Beamer ball, you know, the opportunity to just unleash on the ACC every single year.
0: Yeah, no doubt, Beamer ball is what you think about when you think about Virginia Tech first and foremost. A lot of people, you know, it's been what five six years that that Justin Fuente's been in town after coming over from Memphis. But I think if you just asked a random bystander that had just like a little glimpse of the college football world. They might've still forget that, you know, Frank Beamer is no longer the head coach at Virginia tech that he has since retired. And for Justin Fuente, last year was kind of the first year where it was like, all right, now <laughs> what, what's going to happen? Because it's in a day and age Candace in college football that we well know that that hot seat, it feels like it's always hot for every coach outside of Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney who are the guys in college football that you feel comfortable about their job every single year. And you really do feel comfortable about it. Not a whole lot, right? Not many coaches. And so I think that that seat has gotten really warm for Justin Fuente, which is crazy to think about, but in a win now mode and look Virginia tech or excuse me, Clemson is only getting better. Right. And that's who you're going to be compared against every year in the ACC. Other schools are getting better. So I'm really, really, really curious. Um, to find out what they look like in 2021
1: absolutely and if you think about it it's hard to come after a legend right it's hard to try and nobody
0: wants that spot
1: (laughs) when i think about duke right who's going to come after coach Cutlip? it's going to be hard for the next person but when you put you have to also scale where duke football is and i think coach cut he has made duke football a lot better than what people initially thought without a doubt right and then you think about coach mac brown who i think doesn't have to worry about it only because we all know this is Mac Brown's last stint. He only came right. back to really help the program. But, you know, you think about the new coaches, you can think about Coach Narduzzi. We talked about uh, Pittsburgh the other day. He's got to figure out how to you know bring back some defensive weapons in order to really kind of get in the groove of the ACC because everyone knows it's Dabo Sweeney and then then who else right even Coach Doran he'll win eight games and people will still be like man should he have a job right he hasn't taken it to better and so it's just the whole middle of the road conversation and talk around ACC football in general but I agree I think Fuentes has definitely had an, an interesting energy in Uh, Blacksburg, only because it's hard to go after a legend. But more importantly, some of the guys who have decided not to come back. Right? You think about Hendon Hooker, and you think about the fact that when you think about quarterbacks, someone's your leader, someone's doing a really good job, and you don't play them consistently. And having him end up transferring to Tennessee, it's very weird vibes. Because I'm just like, who is your leader? And now I'm trying. I'm starting to question what your identity is, or as a program.
0: You can't win without a good quarterback, and that's something that Virginia Tech has to figure out in 2021 is to make sure they are satisfied with their quarterback situation there are a couple of guys that we could get into Braxton Burmeister was one of the top guys that people thought okay it's his job to lose but how excited are you that Braxton Burmeister is your starting quarterback not trying to disrespect the guy at all but there was a lot of high praise and buzz about Hendon Hooker 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 being our guy and so uh, if, if you're Virginia Tech and the fact that he transfers back in January and goes to the SEC of all places and now might have a shot to, to start at Tennessee, that hurts if you're Virginia <laughs> Tech because that's a guy that you recruited and thought was going to be your future at quarterback. And now Burmeister about to be a, a redshirt junior, like he's up there in age and experience and you wonder what his future looks like. So no doubt, Candace, that if you want to win in football, you've got to have a good quarterback and be settled and satisfied and your quarterback. And there was just way too much quarterback turnover for the Hokies in
1: 2020. A hundred percent. And look, Virginia tech came out swinging, beating NC state 45, 24. And I thought, all right, this is the Virginia tech we yeah. have to know. And then having a close one against Duke and the season that Duke was having, you're like, should it be close? Probably not. But here he was. Then you had an mm-hmm. interesting matchup with Vir- Carolina, where Khalil Herbert kind of put on was put on display up against Michael Carter and Javante Williams, and that became sort of a shootout. And you know, throughout the whole season, it was these really close. got one snuck away from you, right? Losing to people like Liberty, who have one-off good seasons, and losing to teams like Pitt and, of course, Clemson, and having your finale be against Virginia. They're like, okay, there's hope. There's spark. When you look at guys who've left, right? Again, Henning Hooker. Khalil Herbert, who, you know, has gone to the league and other key uh Caleb Farley guys who have, you know, taken their talents elsewhere. It's hard to feel confident that you're gonna have a strong 2021 20, season. What do you think?
0: No, it absolutely is hard because you've got all these big names in your program that have had such a big impact over the last few years. Next man up is what yeah. it is. And it goes back to recruiting. And I don't know that people are necessarily satisfied with the job that Justin Fuente has done in terms of being able to consistently recruit and bring in top level guys the development has kind of been there right for some of the players at virginia tech you do feel like they've gotten better under that coaching staff there with the hokies but can you consistently recruit consistently bring in players that are going to make plays at the end of the day that's the question for tech i like that you took time to run back through that schedule for people because i think that oftentimes we do kind of forget what games are played and then on top of that These were the 2020 games, right? Where everybody was kind of all over the place during this past season. So five and six for the Hokies, five and five in ACC play. The the one non-conference game they lost to Liberty. They thought they were going to win that game. You schedule (laughs) a non-conference game because you think you're going to win it, and it was Malik Willis who was a monster last year at Liberty. Yeah, uh, played at Auburn before transferring to Liberty and there to play for for Hugh Freeze. And then the one score games that you lost, you mentioned the close game that they had uh, against wake forest, even that wake forest lost by by seven points in that one, they've got to find a way to win those close score games, because then they're right back in it. They're right back in the eight, nine, 10 win club. And that's exactly where Virginia tech wants to be, but they've only had that one 10 win season under Justin Fuente, And that was his first year in 2016. And what's the argument that always comes up, Candace it's, well, those were Frank Beamer's players. That wasn't even Justin Fuente that did that, and that's always going to be a knock against you. The question is, how can Justin Fuente get back to 10 wins with the Virginia Tech?
1: And listen, it goes back to your point about coaching and whether or not he should be on the hot seat, because at the end of the day, if you come down to one or two drives, one or two plays that keeps you from winning games, that's toughness, right? That's mental. That's just wanting, this a willingness to win. It has nothing to do with ability, right? So I think that's just something that maybe they should consider, you know, coaching issues. And I would love to get your take as we talk about the 2021 predictions, you know, the coastal is always crazy. <laughs> it's never some easy rock the boat thing. So when you're thinking about Virginia Tech and where, they're la- where they will land, we're going to have that conversation. But first, I want to remind you guys that rockauto.com is a family business serving auto park customers online for 20 years. If you go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, you'll be all set. It's a unique and remarkably easy uh, catalog to navigate quickly see all the parts available for your car or vehicle and choose the brand specification and prices you prefer best of all rockauto.com are always reliably low the prices are very much easy for professionals and do-it-yourselfers so why spend up to twice as much for the same parts go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box setting that we sent you Now, as we gear up towards the 2021 season, we know, us especially, JJ and I, that the Coastal is crazy. You never know what you're going to get out of that thing. You (laughs) always think someone's going to dominate and take it, and then they drop like three or four, and you're finding yourself looking at championships with Clemson and Notre Dame, got Pittsburgh in the mix, you know, maybe a Carolina here or there. It's just, it's never easy, and it always seems to rock the boat. But Virginia Tech definitely wants to get their guys Back into that conversation after a little pause for you know spring ball and not having the consistent thing that we're used to seeing, they're trying to get back on track. They signed it, they signed twenty five guys to their recruiting class and they're looking to get back in the top of the Coastal Division conversation. First off, off the gate, where do you see Virginia Tech landing in the Coastal? See, that's the
0: the question that uh, it, we, we'll debate here, which is uh, <laughs> what we're doing. But I, I'm thinking about the divisions. And last week we talked about, did we like what we saw in 2020 where there were no divisions? Because of COVID, we put all 15 schools. Notre Dame joined the conference. We put all 15 schools and just one standings. And the top two played in the ACC championship. Candace, I forgot who won the Coastal <laughs> in 2019 because it feels like forever ago. Yeah, Virginia won the Coastal in 2019. What in the world? It like, what have, football it, it, world? are we living in that Virginia won the Coastal?
1: I know. I cry about it because it should have been Carolina, but they can never seem to get things <laughs> right when it matters. So, yeah, you know, no. And,
0: yeah. And that year, that year, Virginia went 6-2 and two in the ACC. and In the Coastal, Virginia Tech was right behind them at 5-3. and three. So, they were right there. And And so, I think that Virginia Tech has what it takes to kind of be in the top two or three teams in the Coastal. I don't think they're going to win this division. I think it's Carolinas mm-hmm. to lose. And it's tough for tech because, hey, your first game of the season, you're not getting a non-conference game against what we call cupcake games in the biz, schools <laughs> that you know you're going to beat. You're not getting a cupcake game out of the gates. You're going to welcome in North Carolina, who's going to be a preseason top 25 team, preseason top 15 maybe, with Sam Howell quarterback and uh, the top quarterback in the 2022 NFL draft in my eyes. Like, good luck. <laughs> welcome <laughs> back into the football season. You haven't played forever. And, here you are taking on North Carolina. So I think this team has the talent to compete in the top three, top four in the Coastal. But uh, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in them actually winning the Coastal this upcoming season. What do you think?
1: See, hey, listen, I love that you said that with fresh out the gate. We got to figure out who this team is because I look at that from both sides talking about Carolina and Virginia Tech. When we saw last season when Virginia Tech beat NC State handedly, we're like, okay, Virginia Tech's figuring it out again. Now you're gonna look this season on both cases, either Carolina or Virginia, whoever comes out swinging, hard fought battle. I'll look, you know, a hard fought game. I'm okay. Like, you Uh know, this is his first game of the season. You're getting out the kinks. If I see a dominant performance from either side, I'm feeling feeling really good because there's things you can always clean up after the first game, but you've got to make you got to get hit in the mouth for i i appreciate teams who want to get punched in the mouth early cuz it shows you kind of who you are as a program and i think the obstacle is pretty much outside of what you know, life has dealt with for the Hokies is what they've had to deal with on for the past year and a half, almost two years. So I think they're really going to show who they are as a team. But then I agree, you go right into Middle Tennessee where you can clean things up. You got West Virginia and all these non-conference with Richmond. And then you go right back to an, another heavy hitter with Notre Dame, Pitt, and maybe even Syracuse, depending on how they go this year. But Virginia Tech cannot mess around this season because you're right, Fuente is very much on the hot seat. but a lot of people are going to start losing the same kind of respect. Like You're not going to have to worry about Virginia Tech the same way. I always just talk about Carolina, like getting over the hokey hump. Right. For whatever reason, Carolina could not get over beating Virginia Tech. The six overtime type games, getting burnt out, like all those different issues, right? They just could not get over this hump. They did it this past season and almost gave it away, very much so, thanks to Khalil Herbert and his amazing talent. But – the fact that the Hokies are just not able to, like, pretty much – I don't feel scared about the Hokies as I once did, right? I'm not scared of that defense in the same way I once was. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that guys are coming in and they're certainly, like, cool. Are they developing in ways that, you know, you think they're going to be automatic? They're not the Cam chancellors of the world, right? They're not the – what is my guy? Is uh, is it Kyle Fuller? Yes, I guess. Yes. Think. Mm-hmm. It's not like Kyle Fuller. They were like, nope. I mean, Kayla Farley, sure, but the whole opt-out thing and going with the injuries, all that kind of stuff. I just don't feel scared about anybody at Virginia Tech, especially again, as we said, there's no quarterback to really lead. it's
0: where it starts. You got to have a quarterback, and, and <laughs> Braxton Burmeister is going to be the guy they think. Both spring ball and going into spring, that's that's who they were really high on. A dude that had five games last year, four starts for Virginia Tech, a 57 percent completion percentage that's not going to get the job done in college football. That's got to improve. And in four starts, only two touchdown passes, one interception, you did take care of the football. That's good if you're (laughs) Braxton Burmeister in the four starts. But, I mean, you got to be more effective as a passer because the rushing yards weren't anything too crazy um, out of the world either with 182 and two scores. So what are you going to get out of the quarterback position? I can give you the numbers as I just did for the quarterback, (laughs) but Great. All right. Right. You didn't turn the ball over, but did those numbers win you football games? And I don't think that he was the reason they won
1: the games that they did. Now, I will say Virginia Tech definitely has some heavy hitters returning with seven super seniors and some incoming freshmen incoming transfers, one of which is defensive tackle Jordan Williams, who came to Blacksburg after playing three seasons at Clemson. So, of course, you got the better inside scoop of what it takes to win, which always is helpful. Right. But is this a make or break year for coach? Cause I think he's stubborn enough to keep Burmeister, even though that's not the winning way, but if you think you're so great at something to the point where you're doubling down and not allowing for, you know, clear change, is it something to where you got to live by the sword, die by the sword? If you got to live with your team's success, you got to die when they don't do as well.
0: Yeah, no, I think that you'll start out with Raxton Burmeister as your starting quarterback, but then if you're, Virginia Tech you might uh, decide to to make a quarterback switch at some given moment Uh, but out the gates I think you're committed to to Burmeister and see what he can do for you because he did have the the spring to work with and and summer ball and that sort of thing and fall camp things could change
1: but (laughs) I I, I don't know I don't know (laughs) you're too like I I get it but what is it I mean is I'm not confident
0: in him I'm not confident at all it's just Hinton (laughs) Hooker transferred away from the program so
1: if it's not him who is it yeah you're kind of you kind of stuck with your decision if you're going to be you know, this yeah i know I by, yeah. by no means am i supporting the decision at yeah. all i'm just thinking but, is this a man thing like guys just like i gotta double down like I, this is this <laughs> my guy this is just has to has to be this right.
0: way <laughs> i mean that's what we see in football like you, you know if you recruit somebody you want to prove that i knew what i was saying in this player yeah. right and i wasn't in the recruit. Justin Fuente did not call me before he sent scholarship offers <laughs> to his quarterbacks. That'd be awesome if coaches did that. Right. But again, I'm not, I don't spend my days evaluating quarterbacks. Listen, I spend no. my days talking about them.
1: There you go. And I so. just, I, you know, I, I want, I want it, I wanted to go well for them, but I also agree. Carolina is certainly going to be at the top, but it's very much like we always see coastal anybody it really is any given day whatever elements are in the mix i think Pitt and Duke's probably my favorite game of elements because it's always something right <laughs> it's either it a pouring down or like something has to happen and so you just never know what you're going to get when it True. comes to the coastal and when it all said and done it could be anybody's to take away but it is Cle- right now it's clemson's conference right it's, it's them and everybody else so maybe we'll figure it out as we go but if you're looking to bet on these college teams this season. I would love for you to download and subscribe to and make sure that you hit up betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sporting action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and even UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. It's time for you to get in on the action. Go to BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So as we're wrapping up, again, Virginia Tech, middle-of-the-road team. That's what we're saying here today. If i can speak for us jj i'm man. cool with it yep we're middle middle of the road in the conference no road. <laughs> if they win if they win seven i think they seven in a bowl when dick keeps his job what do we think i'm great i'm great with that yeah. okay yeah good while we had this talk so if you agree <laughs> make sure you guys download you download and subscribe to the podcast leave us comments hit up at locked on ACC you can certainly argue with us there and let us Please know whether do. or not whether or not we got the Love our mention <laughs> we're here we stand by our hot takes <laughs> last week I had mentioned you know NFL draft talk but more importantly we got to get a little basketball in the mix. And I was talking about transfer portal. And I just have general general conversation, right, before we get into who's actually transferring because there's still a lot of things up in the air. I wanted to hear takes from my guys because I've just been to Transfer City. Everyone and their mama is in that transfer portal. And I would just love to know, Facts. generally, JJ, how do you feel about the transfer portal?
0: It's insane. Like, it's, yeah. it's hard to keep up with. It's, you know, at, at a certain point, I heard a number thrown out that, 25% of basketball scholarships at the Division One level found their way into the transfer portal this offseason. Crazy. What in the world? One every four in the transfer portal? Um, I get it. There's immediate eligibility due to COVID. I get it. There's the player argument that a coach can go somewhere else a year later and not have to sit out and be able to do that right away. I totally get that. But as a fan of college basketball, I greatly worry about if this becomes a trend, mm-hmm. do you lose fan interest? Because I do know people, I wouldn't necessarily put myself as one of those, but I absolutely know people who, the moment the rosters continue to turn over year in and year out, you're going to lose interest. It's you're absolutely going to gonna lose interest. It's hard to keep up. You don't want to do that. You want to see guys grow from their freshman to their senior years. And I, I just, I, I worry that that could be something that happens if this continues to be a case moving forward.
1: Yeah. And you know, you argue that at the end of the day, I think the game of basketball is changing that the way we've grown up with players and we see them scrawny their freshman year to uh-huh. how we see them. there bulked up. Tyler Hansboroughs of the world senior year dominating. It's just, that's not the game anymore. However, I do think taking one to two years is always good for me. I, look at life how I damn sure was not prepared for anything paying bills and doing all things extremely adulting at 18 and 19 so I can only imagine what these guys are going through right trying to turn pro or you know trying to feel like oh this coach made me mad so I'm going to go somewhere else and like my daddy always said, grass is not always greener. It's just greener where you water it, right? So <laughs> trying to thinking that you have found a you know lap of luxury based on someone hyping you up, like everyone hypes you up when they're trying to get you, right? Everyone hypes you up when they feel like you're going to be the man for their program. But at the end of the day, you got to put in the work and they're going to be tough days. And I think that's a part of the angst I feel towards transfer portal. Like there's going to be tough days. And sometimes you just have to Live to see the next one, right? You just have to hope and work through and try and stick things out. Now, if it's like borderline craziness, like I absolutely understand that. Like, don't go be happy, do what you have to. Do. If you're getting closer to home for family reasons. Go do what you have to do. But not giving it a true shot because of like super emotional issues or, you know, just not seeing things through and giving yourself time to develop. That's where I'm like, eh. You got, you got to give it a little more time. No, <laughs> you got to relax.
0: True. For sure. You want to, you want to relax and, and see if you can make it work at the school. That Here's the other thing. They recruited you. They want you to be there. Yeah. Yeah. They recruited yeah. you. They thought, you know what, we can see you as this player in your time here over four years. Let's put in the work. And granted, some of those things can change, but you're seriously going to tell me that changes for 25% of college basketball. <laughs> like I just find that hard to believe.
1: I fear for the people who think that they were so well liked and adored during their high school days and recruited well, and there's no space for them at the other next team that they want to go to. What do you, what do you do? That's an
0: awkward moment right there. (laughs) I don't want to be here anymore. Let me go back out and be recruited. And then the phone doesn't ring. Oh, That's no, a
1: humbling experience. <laughs> Very That's a, humbling. And then like literally once the season starts and you have nowhere to go and you have to go this JUCO route or you might have to go, you know, D2 or where a smaller school or a mid-major and you're literally sitting here upset. A big hit yourself. to your pride. Hello. Like that's just a different level that I don't think a lot of these guys are mentally prepared for. And so that's the one thing I worry about. Like the mental, t- the mental toughness has been at all time interesting levels in this day and age, but I also don't live in an era. I, ne- I didn't play in an era where I had social media every time I like did a race. It wasn't like, Oh man, let me see how everyone's talking junk about me. So I, I, I'm like such the old, old woman on the yard <laughs> nowadays. Cause I just, I don't get it. But the trans reporter, I just, I'm trying to get all the takes this, uh go around because i just want to i want to know what people think i want to know that i'm not crazy maybe I you're am. not
0: crazy it's insane <laughs> it's insane it is crazy the transfer portal is crazy you aren't the portal is
1: and do you think that they should go back to having to sit out a year how do you structure it moving forward right because to me it's almost like you open Pandora's box. it's hard to just be like all right back to you lose a year back to you know, the old ways, right? How do you kind of regroup that? And also, you know, or is it still just like, listen, we'll keep this. But again, y'all might not find a home and that's just what it is.
0: Right. I, I think it it might be, hey, we'll give you the opportunity. Like, you know, you're growing up and you really want to go against what your parents are telling you to do. And they're like, all right, well, go ahead and do what you want to do. But I'll just show you the consequences once you once you do that. Man. And it might just be waiting it out and, and having some of these players see the consequences of nobody actively recruiting them the way that they want or just throwing ideas out there and, and seeing what, the, I don't know if it's, you know, you can't transfer. At, I think they're going to limit the number of times you can go into a portal. Right. So that we don't see somebody going to four schools in four years, um, you know, cause that'd be crazy. Is it going to be, you got to go somewhere for two years before you could transfer You can leave and go to the NBA, go play professional ball. Or whatever but you can't go to another d1 school unless you spent two years before you're on the move i don't know I'm, these are literally just ideas that i'm throwing out as opposed as a way to try to figure out uh, how we can we kind of fix this transfer pool because i certainly don't want have to keep up with as many transfers next year
1: right J.J. Jackson feature NCAA director trying to be yeah, the exactly How work? <laughs> me up. there you go and listen it might be like a coach Fuente where you don't really he's hard-nosed I recruited him so I want him and that's just not what you do but <laughs> it might not be the right thing to do so I totally get it ending it you know rounding it out with that Virginia Tech conversation but no ending today's show just you know, at the end of the day, people got to do what they want to do. And that's fine. But just know there's ramifications for all that goes on. If no you, doubt. If you enjoyed all of today's show, make sure, again, you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. JJ, remind folks of where they can find you every single day on your show. Thank
0: you so much, Candace. Locked on Blue Devils. All things Duke Athletics. We very, very, very briefly mentioned Duke in this podcast, which is rare for me to go that long without talking about him. That's why I have my own podcast to talk about him every day. So please go find that and follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore.
1: No doubt, and there's so much that this is very rare that I have to talk about Duke so much that I just, you know, I thoroughly <laughs> enjoy it though because I I am very much a coach cut Stan. There you go. I appreciate so I, I can't yeah. say that about Coach K, but we can talk about it. We can talk. It's only because he's given me some heartbreaking memories for sure. Own stuff. Right. And if you really want to get in on all the sports news that you need, you gotta go to Locked on Today Podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked on Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you download, subscribe, and guess what? We'll be back again next week talking all things ACC basketball and football. We look forward to seeing you then for Candace Cooper and J.J. Jackson. Until next time.
0: You are Locked on ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.